Hello, ladies. Hi, ladies. This is Nadine. This is Rachel. And we are here with Linking Arms, the Purposeful Living podcast. Yes. So we thought it would be very appropriate to start essentially our very first episode on this wonderful topic of time. And one of the messages that has been just resonating with me like crazy is this whole idea of meaningful over urgent. And I live in a world where I feel like I'm constantly needed and things are wanted from me and my phone is buzzing, my, my internal like communication with my team is buzzing and it's just on 24-7. Then I get home and it's like my kids want me. <laughs> like I, you know, overcommitted to something else. And there's just so much that feels like it's um being demanded from me. Yeah. And then I'm no longer in control of how I'm actually spending my time. Yeah. And so that's like been something that I've been like really struggling with and um just kind of trying to work through. And so we wanted to lean into this concept because we, Nadine and I got so excited about this opportunity to like pour into you ladies and like just share in this community. And so we were like, let's launch this podcast and it's going to be amazing. And then life happened and we launched it and then we kind of got quiet. And so kind of, we kind of wanted to have some fun around that idea of like time and like, how do you, how do you handle it? How do you like manage all of it? How do you manage all the pressures? How do you also find time to like connect with other people? Yeah. But also connect with God. And like take that time. So I just rambled for a little bit, but I wanted to kind of just set the tone of like why this episode and kind of focus this con- today's conversation on that concept of the meaningful over the urgent. Yeah. Um, and then one other thing I do want to share, just just kind of teasing it out as we get going into this, is I, I just identified through a devotional that I'm doing that I will share with you guys in the show notes and then share with you before we close up today. But there's these six sort of feeling spaces around time and how we're spending it. And so I'd love to share those with you because not all of them resonated with me, but a couple of them sure did. And so (laughs) I thought it'd be cool just for you ladies to hear like what they are and the definition, and then maybe give you some opportunity to reflect on that. And then also share with you this devotional that I've been going through. That's awesome. Um, And, you know, as I'm listening to you, Rachel, I'm thinking about just women in general and how much we really truly carry you know like I just think of us ladies trying to do it all and I don't know but I'm willing to guess and bet that there's more being expected of us as women today than there's ever been in history because we're expected to work and make money and be the mom and upkeep the house and I mean it's like it's like this constant and I just want to pause and say I acknowledge you I celebrate you you are a rock star you are incredible just for taking it all on like you are a superwoman so I just want to pause and just say like we're good you know and we're just doing the best we can with what we have and I think I just wanted to pause and say we are taking on more than we can handle and handling it like champs as a, as a society as a community of women um so I just I don't want to let that slide under the rug. I don't want to forget about that. Yeah. And like, can I ask you something kind of potentially controversial? And I don't even know my opinion on it, but I'm just going to ask the question. Yeah. So I recently, um, whatever, I just came across this like idea of this quote and the, um, the person I, 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 it was like a celebrity, I swear. And, uh, she was talking about being superwoman and she's like, you know, I'm a mama, I'm a, I, or I've got babies, I've got my career, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. she's like, and you know, we're superwomen, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, but you know what? Like, don't we actually love that? Mm. And I was like, Oh man. So it's almost like we carry it, but then yeah. it's also like we relish in it. Yeah. Cause it's like, once you don't feel needed, it's like, yeah. what am I doing with my life? It's almost like we attach success to busyness. Yes. It's like, 
oh, I'm busy, so I must be really cool. Well. I'm yeah. really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just like so busy. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so busy. Look at me. Look at me. I'm so busy. Um, People really want my time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that there's something about that. Yeah. But I also do think there's a lot expected of us. Mm-hmm. And and some of it is not even expected of us. I think some of it is stuff we've put on. Oh, my gosh. Ourselves. Yes, yes. So, okay, I just got, I'm going to jump ahead because literally that is, there's one of the, one of the time sort of vulnerabilities that this devotional talks about is this um, over responsibility mm-hmm. and approval addiction. Yes, Those were like the two. Good. So over responsibility was you consistently do for others what they can do for themselves. You stress about whether people in your life will hold up their end of the bargain. So you step in and take on tasks and responsibilities that aren't yours. Yeah. Like all the day. rescuer. Yes. And then the approval addiction resonated with me because it was like, you're saying, saying no to people makes you very anxious because you don't want to disappoint or upset anyone mm-hmm. by turning down the requests. Yeah. Um, and that could be like kids, that could be work, that could be like this, this anything. <laughs> yeah. You want to measure up and gain approval of others by your luxuries and your standard of living rises. So any happiness that brings a short lived and creates a cycle that becomes a race with actually no finish line. It's like, dang girl, like she freaking nailed it. Like a race. Yes. With no, no finish line. Finish line. So like How you're just going is that? and you're going and you're going and you're going and like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? How demotivating. Yeah. Uh, there's two things that come up for me. The first thing is a story that I've heard and I just think is so, it helps me. It helps me to put things in perspective and it's not a real story. It's a made up story, but it's about a guy who has a conversation with God and God says, I want you to take this boulder, pick it up. Is it too heavy? No, it's perfect. It's nice and light. I want you to take this boulder to the top of this hill. That is your mission. That is your only job. He says, okay, I can do that. So he starts walking up the hill. He stops at the first town. He runs into an old friend and the old friend says, hey, you're going up to the hill. Do you mind taking this jug of water with you? That would be so helpful. And this guy's like, I can do that. Just put it on. Yep. Got it. Goes to the next town, stops there, meets a new person who says, Hey, can you carry this rock with you? I can do that. You get the point. Every town he stops at, he gets more added on to his, to his boulder. And he gets about 70% of the, up the hill and he drops everything. And he's yelling at God. He's like, God, why, why are you giving me so much to carry? I can't carry all this. I can't do all this. And God looks at him and says, I never gave you all of that. I just gave you your boulder. Mm. And I think we do that a lot. So I, I always stop and go, what am I carrying that's not mine? You know, like, what am I carrying that's just not mine? Mm-hmm. And I think I do well, and then I forget, and I go back to it. And then I do well, but it's just like this constant question. That is so good. Like, I kind of want you to ask that one more time. What am I carrying that's not mine? What am I carrying emotionally that's not mine? What am I carrying physically that's not mine? What am I carrying with my time that's not mine? What am, Sometimes I carry things that are others that actually end up hurting them because I do for others what they should be doing for themselves and then they don't learn it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and then the other part that came up is the question of what matters like on our deathbed and you know, let's not go there, but we're going to go there. What's really going to matter? What really truly matters? Those are our pebbles. Like those are the big things that we are to focus our time and energy on. And the rest of the stuff can just be like, yeah, it's just okay. I want to lean into that a little bit and share a story. So with my experience working with Nadine, like when I first met her, not um, one of the things I first learned about her was like, she's a wizard at time management. And I was like, tell me everything. And you know, at that time in my life, I had literally just had my second baby. And like, I was juggling um, law school, a new business, a new baby, plus another baby and just life, right? Like I'm married too, you know, that's a relationship I got to take care of. So all these elements, right? So it's kind of just in this moment of like, how in the world can I do anything well, if I'm spread so thin? And um, 
one of the things Nadine said to me is she was like, why are you in law school? Like, cause I, you know, you're doing this other business that really doesn't tie to what you're doing with law school and it had been something that was like weighing on me, just that conversation in general. And she asked me that question. She's like, I, on your deathbed, are you going to be like, Oh, I went to law school. And I, and I really like took that to heart. And I thought about that. And I was like, yeah, no, is that what I want my story to be at the end of the day? And so that kind of goes back to like this, one of these other vulnerabilities with and sharing this. And one of them was overachieving. You almost always do more than is required and are driven by external accolades and praise. You're rarely satisfied that you have enough. And the problem may be that you have higher expectations about what you should be able to accomplish and the timeline by which you should accomplish it. I am like, <laughs> seriously, the worst time estimator. Mm -hmm. But I also am similar to that story mm -hmm. of the guy where I'm like, I'll take it, I'll do it, I'll do it, mm -hmm. I'll do it. And then at the end of the day, just look around, I'm depleted everywhere. And then I can't actually thrive in my gifts. Because when we carry too much, then we are just responding and we're not able to be in what we should be being in. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we carry these unrealistic, unreasonable expectations and we wear them. And then we wonder why it's not working. Mm -hmm. There's two more vulnerabilities that I want to that I want to share. Yeah. And that that's exactly leads it in. This is so funny how it just kind of flows. flows but yeah. the other one is sort of like this optimism complex, essentially. It's like this form of optimism that you can cram more into your day than you can possibly accomplish, which results in you feeling guilty and disappointed. And it's an overload lifestyle, overloaded lifestyle that can cloud your view of reality and cause false urgencies to take your time instead of using your time for what is meaningful. So I always think about, have you ever been to to like the eye doctor or some customer service thing where there's a like clearly a, a gatekeeper mm -hmm. and there's a sign and it always drove me nuts but it would say something like your lack of preparation is not um does not require my urgency or you know what I'm saying it's like yeah. your lack of being prepared should not impact my level of urgency and taking yeah. care of you and that used to like really bother me yeah. But now that I think about it, I'm like, you know what, though, like, that's a good, boundary. that's a really good boundary. And you like set that very clear, like, you need to be prepared. And don't expect me to rush because of your lack of preparation. Yeah. So I think I smell I think I'm like, really, like, physically, yeah, yes. oh. <laughs> we're just being real here. But like, seriously, I think I'm like, I'm like sweating, and then I'm hot, and then I'm cold. You, well, you don't smell from my oh, from my side that's of the table. Great. And actually, and girls, we hug, you can't yeah. smell me. So we're all good. <laughs> we're smell free Random on this thoughts. podcast. <laughs> See, this is why I like this podcast is we can be smell free. Yes, it works. Or you can be smelly yes. in either way. We're yes. good. <laughs> Time for showers. Is that something we should talk about? You know, what? You know what's so funny? I didn't realize yeah. how important a shower was until I had my, my baby. Yeah. And it was like, this is my self-care time. Yeah. And so now that's like my guarded, like, this is, this is when I just give myself my five, 10 minutes of just self-care. And do you ever notice that you get like brilliant ideas in the shower? Yeah. Why is that? Because no it's noise. the only time we're quiet. <laughs> There's like no one it's texting. It's like the only time we don't have a device in front of us. Yeah. And there's, you know, it's like, so I just, I wonder if we redefine the definition of success. Yes. I wonder if we, instead of saying, I'm so busy, look how successful I am. I wonder if the new definition of success is, I have space, look mm. how successful I am. Girl. That's a t-shirt that is so good on so many levels because when you have space, that's when you can like pour in and like you can actually like leverage, use your gifts because you're not yes. just reacting and I you're not just going, okay, 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 okay. You're actually like thinking and using yourself. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're maximizing your gifts. There it is. Um, there was a season where I challenged myself to say no to 90% of things I was asked to do. And I labeled it as Jomo, the joy of missing out. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I just would create, I created a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would literally just sit. It was just like this quiet space. And sometimes I would get 10 minutes. Sometimes I would get 30 minutes. Sometimes I would get, I just didn't over schedule. I under scheduled and I just kind of blocked out space and said no to a lot. And I really, I have to say my wisdom probably tripled. Like I just had all these enlightened ideas. I had, I was more inspired. I was more motivated. I was more peaceful. Mm-hmm. I was more joyful. I was, I mean, I was more available. I need to take that on as like a challenge. Like you're saying that and I'm like craving that. The past two, three weeks I've been, and I'm not saying this, like I'm so busy, but I've literally, I've overloaded my schedule with like how many meetings can I get accomplished? How many conversations? How many blah, 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 blah. Just doing that. And I sometimes wonder if it's like, do we have seasons of like build, 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 build in space or can you build a lifestyle of space? I don't, I don't, I, I just think about, do you ever see anybody who's build, 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 build space? I don't. I usually see those people go build, 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 build some more, build some more, build mm-hmm. some more. Cause we have this like war concept, right? So it's like never enough. So yeah. like once we get the house that we've been working for, the vacation we've been working for or whatever it is that, or the business to where we want it to be or our kids to where there's something else we want. So I just, I, I almost, I just really want us to have a shift in perspective of I am most successful when I have the most space, when I'm most available and we only spend time on what matters, mm-hmm. you know, cause what really, is it really going to matter? Like right. what's really going to matter? As we, you know, our promise is to kind of keep these short focused yeah. and inspireful, inspireful. Yeah. That's a new word. Inspired. Inspireful, inspiring and inspiring. insightful. Yes. For me, one of the key things that I'm hearing that has just been literally a conviction of mine over the last few weeks is like building space. Like I said, I, I access this this devotional, and if you want to check it out, it's on. I use the U version app. It's literally called "Choosing the Meaningful Over the Urgent." The other thing that I would love to share is just one of the one one section of the verses that that we that I that I read that I read. Can't talk. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And sometimes I feel like that's all that needs to happen. And when I create that space, even if it is five minutes, like my whole trajectory of my day, yeah, way better. So I have a question okay. for, for you, for the ladies. What would life look like for you, for us, if we made space a priority? Like, how would we show up for our families? How would we show up for our significant others? How would we show up at work? How would we show up for ourselves? Like, I'm just curious, you know, like, would it, would it, would it be an improvement? Would that help us? And I know for me, like, if I really truly made space the priority, I would be such a better mom, such a better wife, such a better everything. But somehow the world is screaming at us the opposite and we're believing. So it's like we almost have to be countercultural. We have to be opposite of what everybody else is screaming in order for us to truly thrive mm-hmm. and have peace and joy and serenity and all the things we actually want versus chasing an unending finish line. There's, there's so much more to this conversation around when humans are like, in flow or when we're in the zone and you always think about in the zone related to like athletes they're just killing it tonight or in the zone Mm -hmm. we can also be in the zone when we're in flow 
flow is basically, I'm not, and I'm not going to get all weird about it because it doesn't need to be. Flow is literally when the two sides of your brain are like chilling together. Yeah. And like, that's when you are in flow. And so a lot of times you can get into flow through exercise. Mm. Some people like yoga, that type of thing. But then there's like nature, like going on a walk, that kind of stuff can get you in flow in ways that are just natural and healthy. And it actually allows you to reconnect with God and help you be all of those things, like be better in every area and every role that you play. Cause as women, like we play minimum three roles. Yep. Minimum. Yep. Is, That's great. I think there's so much here to unpack. Maybe we could do another episode. Yeah. So do so do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to the Facebook page and think about the question that Nadine just asked. What if space was the priority?